Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well. Now, for today's interview, we're going to be getting to know Elena Serratos. Elena, she is such an amazing, poderosa, educated, and uplifting mujer. And as you hear this entire episode, you're gonna you're gonna understand exactly what I mean by that because it's so hard not to fall in love with this mujer, especially when she's going out there helping parents from our Latinx community help their children strive through education because everything starts from home. And she's definitely in her career path geared towards the parents' perspective. As because as you know, the parents, they are the role models of our amazing Latinx minority group scholars. So what better way to help them out other than the approach that Elena's going? Now, a little background about her. She got her AA degree from Santa Ana College, then further on went to get her BA at UCLA, and finally snatched that master's degree in education at Chapman University. Now we're going to go ahead and just jump into this episode because I can honestly probably talk a 10 minute intro about how much I admire this woman, but I'm just going to let the episode speak for itself. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here, Estellita. I'm deeply honored to to be here um, with your listeners and and being here, being able to share this amazing um, time with you. Um, Sorry, I got a little flustered there, um, but that was an amazing introduction. Um, So just to talk about a little bit about the program Futuros Radiantes, it's a program for low-income parents, Spanish speakers, and, and specific for parents that have children six and under um, kids and um, teaching them STEM concepts, so science, technology, engineering, and math. And what it is, it's really looking at at the parents as their kids' first teacher. So giving them already, you know, that that powerful um, empowerment and saying, yeah, you're your first child's first teacher. Um, And then just teaching them different techniques about STEM and and showing them how they they can continue the learning at home at a very young age. Like I said, it's for parents that have uh, children six and under. So it was... um, teaching them different tools and also giving them materials to recreate all of these activities at home and finding also things that they have around the home and recycle those those items to make um, something out of that. No, of course. Oh my gosh. Guys, like, I just really love Elena. And she knows this from the moment I talked to her and even met her. I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. Not only because your name is like based off my favorite character from my favorite TV show, The Vampire Diaries, which yes, it is a novella. And I know I've previously talked about how I feel a certain way about the novelas, but I can't help it. I just love my cheese sometimes. Just don't take it as seriously and implement it into your life. You know what I'm saying, girl? What do you think of that? <laughs> Novelas and how Latinos can sometimes put that in their life. What do you think? Yeah, I think 
I mean, it, it's it's fun to watch them, you know, and get all the drama and stuff, you know. And you're, I mean, we all have that, but um, but just tone it down a little bit, <laughs> just yeah. watch it and, and see the balance, you know, and and see where um, where you need to be as far as like people that you know could be. It, it's fun to sometimes to to be in that, but at the same time, you gotta like watch out and see like what what's best for you and what what's gonna benefit you at the end no yeah of course and I know I've previously shared and vocalized that when people do try and resonate their lives with novelas because it's a little fun at first it can really affect someone's mental health if they go to that level and everyone Elena is also a mental health advocate and talking a little bit about novelas talking more about like how you have a background in all that what else do you want to share about mental health absolutely so um on all my social media and everywhere um I I'm a mental health advocate. I do um, journey with depression and anxiety. And this is something that I changed lately. I said I journey with it and see how like even language makes a difference in, in your life when you're diagnosed or undiagnosed and you know about like your mental health and you have like mental health struggles. I feel like um, for Latinx, community and especially I can speak for myself and from my my own like house you know there's there's always there's always drama there's always something going on you know so you gotta continue to do that self-check and and understand and especially vocalize like what you need um when there's that um specifically when you when you journey with that, you know, when you have certain triggers, when there are certain things that, you know, they affect you, even if it's, if it's your parents, um, you have to say something and say, okay, this is what I need right now. I'm not being disrespectful. You know, I'm not being like the little, like, no sabe ella, like, don't like, you know, it's, it's just like I'm voicing my needs and this is where I'm at. Um, I, you might not understand about depression or there might be some, all these like st- stigma around it, but it's okay. I'm going to educate you in the process. I'm educating myself, you know, to understand more. And it's just a matter of learning, learning process for everyone, you know? No, I agree. And Honestly, being in a Latinx household, even though there's so many pros and cons, because a huge pro is, for example, like the Latino community, Latinx specifically, we are very collectivistic mindset, which means la familia is todo. And that's great. And that's wonderful. However, sometimes, especially when like, you know, parents or any other guardian, let's be real, it could be a tia, tío, abuelo, anyone, sometimes when it happens, they can take those collectivistic viewpoints and put it in a negative sense. And that's when I believe boundaries is such an important thing. And Elena, what advice, what, what kind of stories, what kind of feedback can you give to me and all of our listeners, especially for the ones that are living in a Latinx household during a pandemic, what can they do about boundaries and how can that help them during their college journey in a pandemic? Absolutely. I think boundaries are vital you know for for you to especially surviving the 
your college years during a pandemic when you're sharing spaces that you might, you know, you might be sharing a lot more of this, of these spaces, you know, and, and trying to find that space for you to do your assignments or for you to have your zoom meetings, you know, with your professors. And, um, I think one of the advices I would recommend saying is just kind of try to meet, um, try to meet the parents where they're at, you know, or your caregivers or whoever's around you, your family and saying, okay, um, this is where I want to be, you know, and, and letting them know this is what I need to do right now. Um, trying to be in my my class right now it's going to take one hour can you please give me that this time you know it might take them a few reminders over and over you know it depends on each like family is is different but you have to like kind of like communicate that and let them know what you also expect from, from them and saying okay um one of the things that helps me the most is letting them know it's kind of like for my parents specifically it's kind of like kids just giving that positive reinforcement and saying I love how you let me listen to that recording today I love that can we do more of that and they're like yeah you know and it, it's just it's that positive reinforcement and communicating and communicating beforehand before you have that class or before you need that 30 minute to to read or to do your research whatever you need to do and I understand that I mean it's a lot of the times that it takes a lot of like your energy you know because you're already doing all these things you know to get through like college and to do your your program but it's just those few extra steps that make a huge difference. And that's one of the a few advices that I could I'd give. And honestly, I'm loving the fact that you brought up positive reinforcement because it's true. Like I've even found myself doing it with like family members where it's like because when you start off negative, the, the way that they'll want to take it is the way they see in a novella. <laughs> <laughs> they see a negative thing such as me saying, can you just stop? Da, 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 da. And because they recognize that in novelas, they'll like attack back with another da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. and it ends up a whole argument and a two hour argument that never should have happened if you just would have been mindful and started off with positive reinforcement. Because I think it's important for all of us as no matter how frustrating it can be sometimes for us as first generation students, children of, you know, Mexican immigrants, Latino ex-immigrants, that we remember that they saw a lot, our parents, they struggled a lot. I mean, many of them crossed the border. It wasn't easy. And we have to remember that people literally lost their lives trying to do that and couldn't make it over. And that all they recognize and remember is negativity and scary times. So of course they're going to want to go into like a defense mode. And when you're like attacking them or they feel attacked, they're going to respond back with like, you know, a way to shield themselves and what they've seen on novela. And it's just like, that's what I believe just being the bigger person in a healthy way and positive reinforcement is definitely a big help. Now, 
I kind of did talk a little bit about this with Elena earlier. So it's important to have boundaries and set because as a Latinx individual, we do have a lot of challenges and boundaries can help with school with that. So Elena, I wanted to know, did you ever have to put boundaries to your guardians or even anybody while you were studying for your master's degree at Chapman? Absolutely. That was probably one of the the toughest um, times for me in all levels. You know, my like my mental health, um, working full time, um, being a single mom, having a, a nine year old now. She's nine um, at the time. She was seven um, with my parents as well and setting up those those boundaries. It was a learning process for for me and understanding what that meant for me. You know, what does that mean now that I'm doing a master's, working full time and really having no time off, um, just being 24-7 for 18 months straight. Um, a lot of the times it meant this was before the, the, the pandemic. So a lot of the times meant I have to go to the, you know, cafecito right here in the corner and just hide there for four or five hours and try to do my assignments, you know, and or hiding in my room and telling them, please, I need to, you know, complete my a research 25 page research paper that I have like this amount of hours to complete um so I I feel like a tour towards the end it, they kind of like understood more of my parents but it was very challenging um it was very challenging because there's always people over there's always like something going on at home you know and it's like oh it's okay she's on the computer you know, she's, it's okay. Like we can be as loud as we can and, and that's okay. She's gonna, cause she's gonna, she's got it. She's going to be able to make it through even if we're loud and stuff like that. But it was constantly just talking to them and, and saying like, I can't do this anymore, you know, just for my own mental health, for me to get it, the minimum sleep to function at work and function as a mom and doing all these things on top of that. Like I need to, I need you guys to be on kind of on, on my team, you know, and try to understand. I know it's hard. Um, especially when, um, my, my parents, uh, finish elementary only in, in Mexico. So it, it was hard for them. And I, and I have to say this again, I have, I had to like meet them where they, they were at and saying, okay, when you're doing this, I feel like, you know, just using those ice, ice statements, I feel, um, and setting those boundaries, I feel like you make it difficult for me when you're bring people over, I can't really do my assignments. Can you please do this and this? So very clear and not attacking them, just like you said, you know, because they feel attacked when you say, why are all these people here and like making it a telenovela, you know? 
if you say it like that, eventually it, it did work. You know, it just took a lot of work on my end as well. And it took a lot of reminders, but it did work. Yeah, no, of course. And it's so crazy because you just made a light bulb click in my head. And don't worry, I promise we'll go back to this topic because I do want to know more about it in regards with your daughter. However, what clicked in my head is that it's crazy because a lot of the times, um, you know, especially in the Latinx community, um, our, the children, we may still butt heads with our guardians. Again, whether it's abuelos, tios, parents, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we have to go by that step-by-step process of constant and constant and constant communication in order to meet each other. Now, do you think people specifically are in our community think that like when they're in a romantic relationship or starting one, that they shouldn't have to do that stuff? Do you really think that a relationship starts at home? What do you think? I I think it sh- definitely shapes their relationships, whether romantic or platonic. You know, those relationships that you have at home with your caregivers or your um, male or female figure, you know, those are very important in how you carry yourself in other relationships. It definitely kind of like mark, mark, they mark kind of like the expectations that you have on relationships, you know, because if you grow up like seeing certain type of communication or certain type of relationship, then you feel that's the standard, you know, that's what you kind of like, whether it is intentionally or not unconscious or subconscious, you kind of end up, um, in those relationships sometimes if you're not mindful of okay like you know sometimes we might be searching for things outside in other relationships when we really want to um try to work on things that we have at home going on if that makes sense It makes a lot of sense. And because you obviously have experience in so many things, love, parents, education field, I wanted to ask, do you think that the amount of communication and patience that you had to put to help mend the relationship of your parents, you had to do the same for your romantic relationship, like put in the same amount of time and like the efforts with communication and whatnot? I think over the years, it's even more, it it kind of goes hand in hand. Like the work that I've done with myself, you know, the journey of understanding more about myself and my own boundaries and what I need, that relationship with myself, I think it, that's where it kind of like marked the difference. So just starting that relationship with myself and then moving along with with my parents and then seeing, just defining, okay, yeah, this is how my parents interact, but do I really want this? Not really. Let me, let me look for other things, you know, or just seeing, um, other relationships too, just having those, those friends, um, just those type of friendships that you might want around you and you want to learn from there and see how you can also, not only from from your direct family, but those around you and you're like, okay, I, I really like how 
this couple, you know, they're like how they communicate and how they, yeah, it's great when they're posting stuff on, on social media, but I want to, I love how they solve the problems. I love how they talk about issues. Let me learn, learn more about them. You know, that's where, where I pay attention the most and those relationships that I'm okay. I'm kind of like, picking and like see where I can learn the most and how I can apply it what that's one of the most like challenging things though that applying it on your to yourself and and to your romantic relationships or just relationships in general no yeah of course and uh, I just hope that like in a few years they come up with a license or another master's of being a self-love counselor because that's what you need to be you are amazing (laughs) and going back to like programming and hope that kind of comes out of a university one day a master's or licensing let's go back to your master's topic now I'm so curious to know did you ever feel while studying for your master's as a mom working full time, did you, were you ever fearful that your master's would affect the relationship you have with your now nine-year-old Luna? Oh, absolutely. I, I did see it and I did mention it briefly that it kind of like I was already at some point in my like mental health, just not, you know, not receiving the right resources um, and not really doing the work myself and enrolling in, in a um, in a program, you know, was adding more, more to my plate. Um, and like I said it before, I'm, I'm a single mom, so just that relationship, you know, and I have to like bring this, bring this up because it's just, right now it just kind of like came to my mind where Luna has this, she loves drawing and painting. So every time I would be here at home on the computer, she would be drawing me. And there's all these sketches of me on the computer. But she drew me in a way where I'm like all sad and, (laughs) you know, just going through. I was probably writing my research paper, you know, going through it and and but she had like that kind of like for those 18 months that definition of me of me like mom is sitting in the and the computer and that's all she does you know so it definitely affected the relationship where she would be like I want to play with you um I love doing like stem you know hands-on activities with her so she definitely like felt it um just that huge difference, you know, and, and not, and not having a lot of time with her, spending that quality time with her that I used to before, but I would remind her all the time, you know, I'm doing this, um, just because I want to better my community or I want to be a resource for my community. And I feel like these tools are going to help me go back to my, um, position, you know, um, and be able to use them and, and be able to, um, just know more different ways that I can, I can teach, you know, and it took her time to understand. But when I was graduating, when I was walking, oh my gosh, she was like the proudest, you know, yelling and like screaming and she's like that's my mom you know and she like drew me with the cap and gown like for 
for months. So it was definitely like worth it. <laughs> it mm. was just a, a learning, learning experience for both of us. And it, it was tough. It was, it was really, really hard, especially, um, being a single mom, you know, when she, I'm the one that she spends the most time with. No, of course. And you just mentioned something so key that you like to do hands-on STEAM activities with your daughter. You said STEAM or STEM? STEM, but STEM. we do STEAM STEM. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure, because I know that's definitely changing in the curriculum nowadays, but you said that. And I remembered not even from the beginning of this episode, but from like just knowing you when I worked with you in your program, Futuros Redientes, I still said that wrong, but that's okay. Would you say that all the struggle that you went through education is specifically through your master's, even though it was very hard, it was worth it at the end because not only were you able to create a program to then be a resource for other community members, but your program, your baby also allowed you to do what you love and do activities with your daughter at the same time. Like, how does that make you feel? What do you have to say about that? You know, again, a light bulb just clicked where I'm like, all that struggle was kind of worth it because both worlds came together. If you really think about it. Oh, absolutely. I'm like getting chills just thinking about it because it, it is my like my second baby so I started Futuro Radiantes as an AmeriCorps VISTA member back in 2013 um, at the Cube but going through the masters and just understanding more about my community and being able to take those tools back you know to the program to the benefit of my community, you know, and understanding, okay, what what is the need and how can I make this better for them? And and at the same time, being able to kind of experiment and tinker and do all of these hands-on activities at home and be, okay, now we're going to be testing and see if, if, if this is going to work with my nine-year-old and kind of like give me that idea and that sense of like, okay, let's put this into practice and see how it works. She was also giving me her feedback. She's like, no, <laughs> this doesn't work. Let's do something else, you know? And, and I loved it, you know, that process of, of for us to, to learn together. Um, so it was definitely um, in that sense, it was just like very, very fun and also interactive and having to put that theory into practice like right away was probably the the best thing for me because I'm a very like hands-on learner no yeah of course and it's just crazy because it's like you are literally the perfect definition of a mujer being able to intertwine their passion for giving back to their community slash career and meshing it to be able to fit the cultivistic needs that we have to really spend time with their family and you were able to do that with luna like Girl, you're more chingona than you think. <laughs> There's a reason why I gave you that chingona highlight like not so long ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate you doing that. Sometimes, you know, I and there are like my loved ones say um, I don't really. And that's something that I need to work on myself. You know, I just don't 
sometimes it's difficult for me to to self-appreciate things I've done so far. They just kind of go under it and, and under the, you know, under the carpet and be like, oh, yeah, but this is why, why I'm here. This is, I want to do this for my community. But sometimes that's important, you know, to give yourself that, that hug that, yes, I, I am a chingona, you know, this is all the things that I've, I've been through and I've been able to push myself back up and, and being able to, to continue to give back, you know, love, even if you're been like heartbroken you're giving love and even if if you've been through situations you're still strive for for the best for your community and and I have to kind of like remind myself to do that more often no of course and I'm glad that you're more mindful of that because I feel like almost everyone gets moments like this like you could literally like cure well COVID-19 <laughs> and you could be the person that does that and you'd still be like it was nothing you know what I'm saying like I just feel like all of us so don't feel too bad about it because I want you to know you're amazing and you're not alone in the sense that you have to sometimes be more mindful to remind yourself I'm awesome because a lot of us do struggle with that but I'm going to be, I'm going to be reminding you too. I feel like I, I feel like, I don't know if you had a fan club, I'd be your number one fan. Let me just tell you that. I know probably so many people would fight me on that spot, but it's like the conversations I have with you and the way you've just made me like cry. Cause okay, guys, I literally told Elena not too long ago before we even hit record that for the past couple of weeks, I had just been aching to cry. I just wanted to cry because I don't know if any of you have felt this, but it's like you just want to cry, but the tears don't come out and you listen to all the sad songs. You have some wine and alcohol, whatever kind of alcohol you want. You do whatever, but it doesn't come out. And I literally just had to talk to Elena for like 10 minutes, tell her what was going on with me. And boom, they just would not stop. I couldn't even like catch the words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. But you are a gift, Elena. And our community, your friends, we're all so grateful for you. And going back to the topic community, I would really appreciate if you could go a little bit back and talk about what you did to really make sure that you were engaging with our community members. Cause I know we had talked about it a year ago over some legit cafecito and what you did and laundry mats <laughs> to make sure that you got to meet and help your community members the way that they wanted it. Absolutely. So for that, um, it was definitely kind of just intuition, you know, um, like really, like truly trying to under, understand more of the need of the community and not so much like coming up with my own agenda and saying, okay, um, within certain parameters, this is like, we want to do STEM. But yeah, well, what does that mean for our community? And do they even know what STEM is? You know, some of them might already be doing STEM and they don't know that they're doing it. So I don't want to come and, and say and trying to input like all of these, you know, ideas and information. Let me learn first. So I would literally go just like Estrellita said, just like to all these like laundry mats, you know, like the in the parking lot or uh, el toro, parking lot of like Northgate, like all of these things. I, 
people were probably looking at me like I was crazy selling something, but it was just like establishing those relationships and, and, and trying to truly understand what's the need. How can I meet you where you are? And just like, tell me more, you know, tell me more about you so I can plan this program around you and not the other way around. I want you to, I want to come to you and not necessarily you having to struggle to, you know, try to make it to us. No, it was, let me try to understand and I would spend, I would do my laundry in certain laundry mats and just like spend, spend the time there and see like who was there and be like, hey, I remember, como estas? And they're like, oh, la güerita, yeah. And then like, oh, you're here. See, you're like, you're not giving up on us, huh? And it was just like, you know, just that playful yet respectful but then understanding of of your community and they would open up open up to us to to me and understanding and and gaining that trust was a a huge thing for me you know for me to start um the program and like I said not coming up with my own agenda but understanding those needs no, of course. And girl, you are another example, but your own version of Alessandra Ocasio-Cortez. Cause if you watched and stayed close to her campaign while she was like trying to make it into Congress, she literally did the same thing. Like she had her job. She also bartended at night, but like to make sure she was getting the votes from her gente to really make it to where she was, which is now like making amazing chingona moves. She went out into her community. She's like, what do you want from me? What needs do you need? And like, what better way to represent the Latinx community than Latinx individuals themselves? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm not really going to want to buy from a, let's say, Chingona brand that is being run by a Caucasian male because he doesn't know what my needs really are. He doesn't know what exactly I'm looking for. He might not even know what Chingona even truly means because he's not really in our community. You know what I'm saying? And even though I think it's great and it's nice and honestly like I mean my last interview I was talking to my white teacher (laughs) but he's very into the Latinx community and he's married to a Latina but it's just like I love that there are some Caucasian individuals or other races that empathize and just love everything about helping our minority one of our many minority group communities but it's just like it hits differently when the person that's trying to help you succeed is someone like you you know what I mean absolutely and when you connect with with them in different levels you know if you tell them oh I I'm your neighbor so I'm like right here right around the corner this is where I shop or you just find connections or ways to connect with people then it doesn't feel like you're trying to push anything on them. You're just trying to understand and getting to know them and really like truly just build and build and establish that relationship to then bring that information back and saying, okay, now I can get 
into like the hands-on and start experimenting with curriculum development and even just like finding the books that I need, you know, it all, for me, that defined the whole um, research behind the storybooks that I, that I needed for, for the classes. No, yeah, definitely. And you just got to keep doing what you're doing, girl. You're, you're making difference, a difference. You're, you're hitting the lives of many so differently. And I hope you know that. Do you feel like you know that? What do you think? (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, I know it's all cloudy, um, and I have. Uh, we were just talking about. I know. Be, I mean, before you you hit that recording, and sometimes it, it it gets foggy, you know. And and understanding that that's okay. It'll be times where where you feel like that, um, but you know that you're not alone, and it's gonna pass, and it's gonna be okay. And then you give yourself that abrazo that you need, you know, that hug and be like, you know, I got you. I, I, I got this chingona and we're going to power through and make it through whatever we need um, to. Um, so at times it might be like, I don't feel it as much, you know, but that's why like having amazing people like you around me, like just listening to you and just like seeing your stories, like just makes me smile. And, and it's definitely a reminder of, um, you know, how chingonas we are. No, yeah, definitely, girl. Oh, and I just, I wish you could all see her smile right now. She has like the whitest teeth and you could just feel her, you could feel her happy vibes through the recording screen. And it's just like, dang it, I should have started complimenting you since I hit record because it's like your smile is so much different now than it was in the beginning. But it's because we were both nervous. Like I even told Elena, like, even though we are friends and we do have like, you know, a professional background working together. I was actually really nervous for this interview because I just feel like Elena is the kind of soul that people really need to hear right now, especially while living through a pandemic. Cause like we want to cry, <laughs> but we don't know how to cry or we just want to resonate with somebody, especially someone in our Latinx community that just like knows and has experienced those struggles of trying to set boundaries with your loved ones that may not always get it right away, but you got to work on it. You know what I'm saying? We all do. And it's just like, I was so nervous, which is so funny because I was feeling excited this whole week that before she even clicked the link to join me on our virtual studio, my leg was shaking. Like I even texted her. I'm like, my leg is so shaky. (laughs) And it's like, what's going on? And that's why I had to drink my hydro flask, all this stuff. But it's all good. I don't know. Were you feeling nervous? How are you feeling? Oh, I mean, as you heard in the intro, I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, but um, it, it's just, it's a new platform for me. So it was just kind of like, and I was like, thinking about it since like she reached out to me since like Estrellita told me, hey, you know, and I was like, oh girl, yeah, I'm like, I'm honored to be, you know, in your podcast but it's just a different platform and it's just like getting used to, you know, your voice and stuff like that. But it, it definitely now I feel a lot more, more comfortable, you know, but I was really nervous at first. I was like, ah, (laughs) but it's okay. We all get there. It's like how I told you before, when I first started this podcast, my first episode season one, oh my gosh, I, I was really nervous. I kept saying now every 10 seconds, but now what, which I just did right now, (laughs) 
three times. <laughs> Anyways, but once I recorded the last episode of season one, which by the way, if you haven't heard, I hope you do. It kind of connects back to what we're talking to about like, you know, like setting boundaries, learning about you, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, That last episode, I would say I was feeling pretty confident. And I'm not going to lie, Elena, she is now my, I think you're my fifth interview. I can't remember what I put on the interview template that I sent you. But like my first interview I ever did, my voice was like, even though I was interviewing, but now with you, and I feel like it's going to continue to help me on with the other interviews. I was just so like, (gasps) you know what I'm saying? Because... I just, this platform means so much to me, which is why the type of interviews and people I ask to be on it have me, do mean so much in my life or have impacted me so much to lead me to where I am. And you're definitely one of those people. And dang it, if any of you actually cry after this episode, DM either me or Elena. We want to know because like crying is good, which by the way, Elena, speaking of DMs, if you don't mind sharing, where can people find you if they just, you know, want a friend to talk to or if they want more insight of how it was studying at UCLA or at Chapman, you know, so where can they find you? Absolutely. They can. I'm very um, active on um, Instagram more than any other um, social media platform. So they can find me at Changunga, which is C H A N. G-U-G-A. Changunga, for those of you who don't know, it's a fruit. Uh, you might know it as Nance or Nanche. Um, it's just that's the town where I'm from in Tuxpan, Jalisco, that we call them Changungas. And that's, it's just like one of my nicknames. So you can find me there. Please DM me. I can go more in detail as far as different things and struggles as far as like going through the UC system, going, um, starting my master's program and what that meant for me and all the different things and resources as well that I, that I found. And just also, if you have any questions about, um, mental health and mental health resources, I'm more than happy to share those with you. No, of course. I'm so happy you shared all that. And everyone, if you really like this episode, go ahead and subscribe. Leave a comment because I do read those. And if you want to hear more from Elena, let me know. And I'll probably find a way to drag her to start blogging for my website, which is currently under construction, but will be going up in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, you guys just heard it right now. I didn't ask her, but I kind of just brought it up. But that's also me asking. So if she says no, well, now you know, Cafecito con Estrita has been rejected. (laughs) But that's okay because boundaries, respect, but I just, it's just great. You know what I'm saying? You're great, Elena. You could be like, you know, a guest blog, like blog when you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, thank you. Absolutely. I would be more than happy to, to do that. And then just like share more about my journey and, um, just what my crazy things sometimes, you know, and just like different, different things and how I, um, overcome those those um, struggles and, and situations I'm being more than happy to share with you and I'm excited because oh my gosh like I said it's like 
I just like to bring some amazing Latinx women on the vibe. And well, I'll give you guys another preview. The other person you'd be expecting to hear on the blog is definitely my sisters. And it looks like Elena will be jumping on board. So I'm excited. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you later soon. Bye.